As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 314. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today I've got a quick episode on a topic I think we need to hear. Uh, it's a topic we need to hear when it comes to dating and relationships. Because sometimes the reality of life is we need to shake things up a bit. We need to shake the tree. We need to do something different. And I say that because I think about my dating experience, say, in my late 20s, and then I hear so many stories from you all, and the trend is the same. It's that we do this thing where we date the same types of people. We end up having the same kind of issues with those people, the same frustrations, and the same outcomes. But then, in spite of the clear pattern, the people we're dating, we jump right back into the same pattern. We date the same kind of people over and over and over again. And then it's like, why do I keep having the same disappointing outcomes? Well, I think it's because we've developed this habit of only dating the same type of people. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having a type, right? Everyone has a type. Um, there's nothing wrong with being attracted to a certain type of person. Of course not. You know, that, that's how you're wired in a sense. And in this episode, I'm not going to suggest that you all of a sudden decide uh, to do a 180, that now you're you know, attracted to short introverts or tall gymnasts or go from tall, dark, and handsome to pale and not handsome. (laughs) Like you do you. That's great. But I am going to make a suggestion for you, for you, for you, if you've been frustrated by the outcomes in your dating life recently. And more specifically for you, if you're frustrated by the outcomes in your dating life and you're like, why? Why do I keep going back to the same kind of people? They always end up hurting me. They always end up disappointing me or just being plain wrong for me. Why do I keep doing this? 
right? Why do I keep going back to square one, but then hopping right back into that same cycle again and again and again? So, if that's you, uh, this episode is for you. So, I'll hop right into it before I do quick ask that if you're enjoying my brand of mindfulness, that's, you know, simple, no BS, quick perspectives, then I'd really love it if you would check out Zen Disco. It's my new dance music radio show where I combine music and mindfulness. Uh, it's a real passion of mine and I've frankly been floored by the response so far. And I think it just, it's just fun. Zen Disco is great for you for a workout, for a walk, just something where you're active, but where you also want a dose of mindfulness. So you can check it out, Zen Disco. The link is in my Instagram bio at case.kenny. But that's it. Thank you so much for listening, supporting me, visiting newmindsetwhodis.com. It all means a lot to me. But for this episode, I'm going to talk about types. And I'm going to be respectful of your type, of course. I'm going to respect that you're attracted to type A, confident, tall, dark, handsome people. I'm going to respect that you're attracted to blondes, athletic types, people who are successful. I'm going to respect that you're attracted to grungy musician types, whatever, you name it. Goofy, free spirits, people who don't care about what they look like, whatever it is. Like, do you go off? I love that for you. But... I am going to give you an idea here, just something to think about, a little a little snack to nibble on. It's that if you find yourself in this cycle of disappointing, bad, maybe hurtful dating outcomes in your life, consider what is the one thing that you can actually control? Well, it's who you decide to date in the first place. Duh, right? That is 100% something you can control, who you decide to date before you get into it, before you get to date three, date five, date 10, you name it. You get to decide your gut reaction to someone and what to do next or what not to do next. You get to decide after the first look, what are you going to do? The first swipe, what are you going to do? You get to decide if you're attracted to someone or not. That's great, of course. But most of all, you get to decide if you're the type of dater who only dates someone if they fall within certain criteria. You know, namely, you get to decide if you're a dater who only dates their quote type, whether that's purposefully or you're just kind of in robot mode and you're just doing it naturally. You get to decide. You get to decide that. And you get to decide to intentionally break free of the cycle of outcomes you've been getting by going back to where it all starts, and that is who you decide to date. It's the ideal mold you've built for the people that you decide to date. So to start, I'll say that it's great. It's always great to have a a type. Like that just means you have a list of qualities you're looking for in someone. But it's a little bit different than I think what we consider. Like I think it's great to only date people who have certain values or morals. That's that's fine. That's great. I think it's great to say, I need to date someone who makes me laugh. That's, that's fine. That's okay. But that's not like what we consider our type to be. Those things are very basic needs that I think everyone deserves in a partner. Things like loyalty or drive or sense of humor. Those are basic things that you deserve, of course. But those aren't what a lot of us consider to be a type. When we think about our type, it usually starts with something physical. Of course, tall or athletic or some variation of that, tan, handsome, blonde, brunette, tattoos, whatever. We all 
have a physical type. Of course, it's the type that we gravitate towards in life, on dating apps, everywhere. But again, this episode is for you if you're looking to escape the cycle you've been in lately. That's dating and dating and dating the same type of people and ending up with the same type of disappointing outcomes. So let's consider the physical type restrictions that we've placed for ourselves, the mold from which we've been operating, the mold from which we're deciding to even consider to date someone. I think if you're looking to break free of disappointing outcomes, this is a great place to start. And I'm not suggesting you go from, I'm really attracted to athletic fit people to be, to being like, ah, forget it, you know, dad bods line up or I just have no standard or whatever. Attraction is attraction. I feel like that's a hardwired thing. But I think we can check ourselves slightly to realize that maybe we should bump this standard, this mold from the very first thing from which we decide to make decisions, maybe to the second to the second. Consider that for one minute and then I'll back up why I say that. Again, I'm not suggesting you turn your back on what turns you on. That's not something you can really change. But the headline here is that only dating people who fit a physical type mold as a starting point, well, that's really going to limit your options. And the idea of breaking out of a cycle of disappointing outcomes is to broaden your options. It's to look where you haven't looked in the past. And the whole idea of putting your type on hold for a moment, starting with physical, is that you never truly know what you want in a partner until you experience it. Like that is my guiding philosophy in in everything in life. You simply don't know what you don't know. You simply don't know what you actually want until you've experienced it or until you've experienced maybe the direct opposite of it. And if you assume one thing and only then stick to that mold, you're not allowing yourself to even dip your toe in any other water. And I think the break free of disappointing dating outcomes, you need to dip your toe in other waters. <laughs> you need to. Uh, in my book, Single is Your Superpower, I did a whole chapter on this idea. I called it your hoe phase. And it's basically this idea that to truly know what you want to truly know what you're attracted to, you need to experience it yourself. Yourself. It's not enough to think you're attracted to something. It's not enough to read a list of what you deserve in a partner. It's not enough to be told you deserve a certain thing in a partner. It's not even enough to listen to me tell you these things. You are a, a, a cliche in that you are a unique individual person. And there's no way that all of your assumptions are true. There's no way that all of your needs are the same exact as someone else's. There's no way that what you need is exactly what I tell you you need. There's no way that what you need is exactly what's on that list of things that are attractive. No way. And what's more, there's no way that what you wanted when you're 22 is the same as what you want and deserve when you're 28 or 35. And I think when you recognize this, you give yourself the freedom to take a step back from the mold you've created for yourself, the type that you've been assuming you shouldn't look outside of because you simply don't know what you want until you've experienced it. And that's how humans work, I suppose. Like, how do you know what might make you happy in the future if you're only basing your assumption on what's made you happy in the past? How do you know? How do you know what might make you happy in the future if you're basing your assumption, your mold on what made you happy for a little bit when you were 22, but now you're older? 
Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. Hey, real quick. This episode is sponsored by Quince. And I'm a pretty simple guy, a man of simple pleasures, but I do occasionally like to dress up and step out. And that's why I'm excited to work with Quince to help me elevate my style without breaking the bank. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And that's why their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they have all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. Quince was kind enough to hook me up with a sick gold Cuban bracelet and a really stylish performance flow knit t-shirt. Really my style, simple but with a pop of luxury, and as advertised, it was very affordable. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash newmindset for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash newmindset to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash newmindset. How do you know? Like, think about how much you've grown as a person every year, every two years, in your 20s, in your 30s, a massive amount. And I think that growth requires that you reset your expectations for your type. It requires that you reset your type. Frankly, like, here's what I mean by this. Like, I did a quick uh, Google search of this. I searched dating types by Enneagram. Like, I figured that would make it simple, right? Myers-Briggs, your dating type, what you gravitate towards. And I found this article that lists all of the Myers-Briggs types and then describes who you kind of gravitate towards and then also makes suggestions for who maybe you're better aligned with. And I thought it was really interesting. There's many, many pages, but I was mostly interested in it because it shows just how many different aspects of types there are, how many different molds we could possibly create. Like, for instance, it was like ENFJ says, usually go for overachieving type A, successful, loud, and proud type people. But then it suggests maybe you should consider a more humble confidence, a quiet and reserved confidence. I just like thought like these ideas were really interesting because we have many, many molds that we can create for the people we're attracted to. You could say, I'm really attracted to type A, successful business type, finance dudes, people in top business professions, right? You could say that. And that may very well have been proven to be true for you before. But what would happen if you opened that mold up a little bit and you considered 
the opposite, an artist type, someone who is humble and creative. Your first assumption based on that might be no. You might be like, no, I need someone who exudes confidence. I'm attracted to confident type A take charge type people. And I would say, that's great. I love that for you. But check that for a moment. That type of energy is what you're attracted to. That's great. I don't want you to change that. But consider how that might show up. Consider how that might represent itself in someone. It doesn't have to always manifest itself in the form of a, you know, J. Crew Patagonia vest finance bro. It doesn't have to manifest itself with loud, assertive words and dominating action. You can very well find that same attraction, that same energy in humble words, creative action of someone who is different from those molds. Absolutely. And I say that because attraction, in my experience, is a very strange thing because it's very contextual. It's very fluid. Like you're attracted to confident people because they exhibit that confidence in certain settings. They prove it in certain settings and you're attracted to that quality in them. But consider that confidence, for instance, it can manifest itself in so many ways, so many ways. And if you've created a mold for yourself that says your attraction to confidence only exists within a certain type, within a certain setting, a six foot tall, dark and handsome startup guy, for instance, (laughs) you're very much limiting yourself because that very thing you're attracted to, the thing you yourself say you're attracted to, it very much so exists elsewhere in different forms, in different contexts, in different varieties. You can find a flavor of that confidence you're attracted to in a different way, but maybe it's a different look. Maybe it's a different context, but once you find it, you're like, whoa, this, this is hot. This, this is what I'm attracted to. I was limiting myself. You'll be like, wow, I was never attracted to nerdy academic types, but he's so attractive because he just has a different flavor, a different representation of confidence. The context is different, but the attraction is the same. And that necessitates that you look outside of that mold you've been operating from. You could be like, oh, you know, I've always been attracted to dudes with tattoos or artist types or grungy types because I love their freedom of expression. I am attracted to freedom of expression. That is why this kind of guy is my type. But then you very well could find it in a guy who's kind of maybe the, like the guy next door kind of vibe, maybe an athlete who knows whatever. But now you're like, I'm very attracted to him because he just has a different flavor of that expression. But I was never looking there previously because I didn't realize that you could find it in different contexts. So that's all I'm saying. It's just like context is very important. And you simply don't give yourself the opportunity to recognize this if you're limiting yourself by saying, I only have one certain type and it's this mold. And I I feel like I could do a whole episode on a a list of characteristics and physical traits and and vibes and go on and on and on through this, you know, confidence and sense of humor and height and weight and style and extrovert, introvert, aspirations, you name it. But I think the message here is, yeah, keep your standards high. Know what you want. Yes, please. But just realize that you can find so many varieties and combinations of those things. And there might become a flavor you never realized existed because you're so glued to your quote type. That's a type that you liked before. 
that you found before that worked for you before, but you never stopped looking outside of it. So the message here is take a step back and realize that dating is about trial and error, right? Let's, let's get on the same page about this. Let's agree with each other. Dating is about trial and error. Dating is about meeting a variety of people and seeing what's what, right? We agree with that. Well, if that's the case and you agree and I agree, but then you're only dating a certain type of person over and over and over again, where is the trial and error in that? I think when you operate from a specific mold, one specific mold, one specific flavor of that thing you're attracted to, there's no trial and error. It just becomes error and error and error. But trial comes into place when you say, here is what I'm attracted to, but I am open to seeing if it manifests itself in a different way than I'm used to. I'm open to that experience. So that's all I'm suggesting here is open yourself up to that new opportunity. Who knows what might happen? Seriously, you might think you're only attracted to athletes, for instance, because you love their sense of confidence and discipline. That's what you're attracted to about them, confidence and discipline. But what if you looked for that same confidence and discipline elsewhere? Maybe your neighbor, the medical student, maybe that musician on Hinge. They both, in reality, ooze confidence and discipline as well, but you never even gave them a look because they didn't fit that mold of yours because you always thought it was just athletes, right? Example. Or what about you've always gone for the club type, the loud party, spontaneous type person because that's what you're attracted to. Someone who is spontaneous, someone who is the life of the party. I'm sure you could find those qualities in different contexts. Who knows, maybe with the guy who's part of your softball league that you never give the time of day because you never see him out, you never bother to listen to him, to talk to him. Who knows? I'm just making up ideas here. It's it's great to know what you want, but I think the real win is when you know what you want, but you're open to other contexts for those qualities to present themselves, right? That is what I mean when I say look outside of your type. Because I think that is how you break free of disappointing dating outcomes. You're open. You're open to dating outside of your type. You stop worrying about controlling every element of your attraction from the start. You let a story unfold in front of you and you look for those qualities you're attracted to to appear in new, exciting, different ways. But the qualities are still there. You're not turning your back on the qualities. That's what makes your type a type. You're just looking for them in different contexts. And along the way, you also realize that what you're attracted to changes over time. And that's great. And you should be open to that as well. You can let go of what worked well in the past for you, of what you liked in the past. That's fine. Because that is how you open yourself up to what works well in the present, what works well in the future. New people, new opportunities. Frankly, what's best for you now. What was good for you then might not be what's good for you now. And I think truly the only way to realize that fact is to experience new, different, different flavors, different varieties, like to actually experience them. No assumption, no left swipe immediately because you didn't see that head to toe, check, check, check that you've always been looking for. Nah, it's just you allow yourself to be open to experiencing new things. And even if you do end up experiencing something new, someone new, and you're like, nope, that was not it, that's okay. Now you have even more information, even more evidence, and now you know more about what is, 
right for you. That's a win-win in my mind. And I think ultimately it's that willingness to date outside your type that's going to eventually deliver the outcome you want and deserve in your dating life. So that's it. I'll end it right there. Just something to consider. If that was helpful, I'd love it if you'd send this episode to a friend, tell them to check it out, consider what their type is. And also thank you so much for leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. And thank you as always for visiting newmindsetwhodis.com, picking up a journal or two. And that's it. Thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you for listening. And until next episode, I'm out. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.